This episode of the podcast is brought to you by ModedStudios.com. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Moded Studios, embroidered patches and apparel. Go to ModedStudios.com and check out all the latest and greatest in embroidered patches. One of my favorite patches is the Snow White Smoking Oven Apple Patch. I love that concept. I, I, I love the SpongeBob I, I'm out of here uh, meme patch and the baby yoda of course from the from the mandalorian i mean who doesn't love that that was a holiday favorite folks holiday favorite baby yoda mandalorian i know we're past the holidays thank fucking god but you could still get a baby yoda from the mandalorian embroidered patch from modedstudios.com m-o-d-e-d-s-t-u-d-i-o-s.com go out there and get yourself some they're always updating their website and they do custom work. Modedstudios.com. Go get yourself some. Now on with the show. Fresh. Fresh. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of We Speak English Good Podcast. Today's guest is Mr. Garrett Jones. Garrett is a wonderful guitar player out of Detroit, Michigan. He, um, he's he been on the show before. If you want to check him out and get a little bit of his background, uh, that's episode 198 with his beautiful wife, Shay Rain, who also has is a musician who, uh, who has a wonderful voice. And she also has an album out currently, or an EP, I should say. And uh, you should just go check out that episode and, and figure that out. Uh, we talked to Garrett a little bit about the music business and and uh, so much more. We listened to a song off his last album, Journey to the Sun. So that's coming up here in a moment. But first, go to rainamystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-Q-U-E.com. And check out our latest releases, Secret and Streetlights. These, uh, the, all year long, we're going to be releasing uh, a song a month. And uh, this this month, Jan- well, last month, I should say, January, for the month of January, we released two singles. Just to start the year off right, we might as well get two songs out there. So go check them out. Um, you can also... Check out the experience tab while you're on rainmystique.com and find out where we'll be playing in the Toledo, Ohio region. We're all over the place, folks. So uh, I know we're going to be stretching our arms this this year. So we're going to be going out to Indiana. We're going to be going up further into Michigan again and up into Detroit area. So be on the lookout for us. Uh, we're coming to you soon midwest <laughs> we'll get there though we'll get to the we'll get to the entire country eventually here uh so you could also go follow us on instagram at we speak english good and on facebook at we speak english good you can uh what, what, hold on i'm trying to think of the thing i came up with the other day what was that like subscribe review like us on facebook or instagram Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, and leave a review on uh, wherever you get your podcast as well, because that helps us in the algorithm or whatever. So that's the little phrase I came up with to sort of help me get through this 
this very painful part of the podcast that we have to get through every time to get to the actual conversation. So um, I'll just spare everybody. Uh, WeSpeakEnglishGood.com. One more. There you go. Oh, write the show at WeSpeakEnglishGood at gmail.com. There you go. All right. You know what? I'm done with this. Let's get to Garrett. Garrett Jones, everybody. Sorry about the delay. I uh, I've been I've been awake since 3:30 in the morning, and I just decided to keep work, like just work. I just woke up in the middle of the night and just worked. And and it's not like I had all fucking day to prepare for this, but at the last second, I'm like, oh my god, it's one o'clock. Fuck! No, <laughs> and I'm running around I, I tr- trying to get all these pieces together. And you know, like I had all day. You know, I knew that this was happening, but for whatever reason, I've just been like zoned into work all fucking day. So, so I, I kind of broke the spell of it, just breaking it up talking to you. Uh, f- how do you handle your workflow, man? Because you, you're a busy dude. I mean, I, I see on social media you're all over the United States now and uh, doing a bunch of stuff. How do you handle your workflow when you're like super busy? Um. Well. <laughs> I, I working with deadlines really helps all honesty. Hell yeah. Because, it, because it just, I mean, just putting like personal deadlines just kind of makes it easy to manage on like w- really what my attention needs to go towards or what's really like immediately important versus something I can knock out really quick or something I can handle like a month from now. Or yeah. Something yeah. Like yeah. That, you know, and then now too, like, especially with, um, like my entertainment company, like I actually have a team now. So it's a little bit easier for me to kind of like hand out tasks with, to people that's on my side and, you know, we're all in the same headspace and they can kind of help me, you know, get a lot of these bigger tasks done, you know, and then we're all in it together, you know? So that's, so that's a pretty cool thing too, but that's more so like a lot of bigger projects, but just like handling gigs and projects you know all types of different things more or less just like knowing what my schedule looks like yeah man no i feel you because it's like sometimes i wake up and i'm just like okay i I have no idea what i have to do today and i have to literally look at my phone just so i know what i have to do today because i'm still fucking you know you're i'm still like reeling from the day before so i'm still trying to figure out what's going on so it's i'm always interested in hearing how other people handle workflow especially people who are busy you know very 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 busy with what they love to do it's uh because you can it can get out of hand and i feel like if you don't manage that shit right that's how you get yourself in trouble like double booking shows or or you know, you know, there's a myriad of things that you can find yourself oh, yeah. in, myriad of situations you can find yourself in with by not prioritizing your 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 workflow, and uh, yeah, I, I, that's great, man. So so you got an entertainment company then? That that's the is that is that w- what the announcement was? Um, yes, and I mean, there's quite a few announcements. Actually. Well, I'm ready, man. Let's talk about it. Yeah, so my entertainment company um, is called Claudia King's Music. And really all we're specializing in is just live entertainment. Um, we have booking artist development. And of course, we'll be throwing events throughout the year. Um, so that's basically it in a nutshell. Um, but the focus and the team that I have that's kind of behind this is making this so much easier, so much more worthwhile, so much more gratifying. Um, and I feel like we're actually doing something, at least for like the the local scene here in Detroit, like just trying to do something new, create like a, a new culture of 
just, you know, professional entertainment. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's a lot to see a lot of talented guys just sitting at home, you know, not working as much as they should. And it's another thing to always be going out to, you know, even if it's something as your regular clubs, lounges, um, even restaurants, you know, or wherever, wherever live entertainment is happening and you're seeing a lot of just regular bands you know what i'm saying like there's there's nothing really special about them a lot of people just want top 40 cover bands which is nothing wrong that's a whole profession in itself but you know i just feel like the actual standard of quality could be much higher considering how much talent we have you know here in detroit so that's kind of our our whole thing and of course like with the artist development side we have a, a side to us that does you know managing giving them an actual team of people who are invested in you know the said artists so if they need a manager, if they need someone to do booking for them, if they need someone to, you know, put their band together, put their show arrangements together and kind of the whole nine yards, we're just kind of looking to take over at least just, you know, Michigan first and then kind of expand ourselves. Right on. That that that's that's a lot, man. That's a that's a huge fee, man. So what how um so how do you handle like okay like so let's say a new artist comes to you what's the first thing that you do when you you're talking to an artist and you're like hey I want representation I kind I I I I would like help with art you know artist development and all that like what's the first step that you take you and your team take to um you know help this person or you know absolutely so uh, and actually that's that's great that you asked that because we're having a lot of these situations now um now that our name is kind of expanding just a little bit um but really what we is what we do is we just make sure we meet their needs first you know what exactly do you need right now you might have come to me with an entire band and you might have your you know you might have exactly what you want in those aspects but you need someone to do your booking for you you might not necessarily need like a day-to-day manager trying to book you or excuse me trying to like you know get you interviews and you know get you different things but you might see someone just to get you on you know different events just try and expand your actual fan base so it just what we do is we just evaluate you know what exactly are your needs and go from there and that also kind of it makes it easier like we're talking about like scheduling and managing things that makes it easier for me to know exactly where do I turn have you turned to or where do I turn to in what direction for you? So like I don't handle the management side of things. I actually have um uh Shawnee that's our PR director actually. She's working out of New York. Oh, and cool. she has just been yeah, she has just been killing it lately on, you know, just having different artists and you know plugging them in different events between here and New York and in some places pretty much everywhere in between, which has been pretty cool to kind of connect with the more of the East Coast area. Um, but that's been pretty good as far as like, okay, now I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to worry about management. I don't have to worry about the day-to-day stuff. I connect you to that person that's, that's their special, you know, their specialty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, or like if they said, you know, we need, we need a band, you know, I'm not happy with what I have, or I just don't have anything right now. You know, I take a professional team of guys that, you know, are used to actually performing at a certain level and, you know, give them a 100% team that's going to be, you know, at every gig for them, really take care of them, just give them the best performance they could possibly have. Nice, nice. Hell yeah. So, so it's like, you got a, you got a, you got a group of assassins waiting in the, uh, just waiting to be hired to to go out and, 
and do their do that do that to go murder. I love it. I love it. That's awesome, man. And I mean, you're a great guitarist, and like I know, you know, like I've met some of the cats you play with, and you know, I see you on Facebook and and Instagram and stuff. So I know you're dealing with high caliber musicians, musicians that don't fuck around. So. Uh, that's awesome, man. Uh, do you got any like examples of, of of any kind of success stories that out of your company that you yeah, could just so, kind of go through and, and kind of give me the process of how it went down? Yeah, actually. So, um, kind of a, a chain reaction of events. Um, so an artist actually came to me and said, you know, I'm happy with the band that I have, and I need a new music director. Now he actually already has a management team. Um, so that's not something that I needed to fill that need. And actually the management team is kind of where the next part comes in. So we start working together. Um, we did like a couple of acoustic shows, just me and him and kind of just putting it to the sense of, you know, I'm under my company. If you're hiring me as a musician, you're technically hiring me through my company mm -hmm. just so that my company gets the representation. Sure. Um, and, and as that continues, I ended up turning into his music director and his management team actually reached out to me. Um, we met, we talked, and then now I've actually stepped into working with like some Motown legends, such as like the Marvelettes. Mm -hmm. And now they've got, right. And they've got quite a few, like casino dates that they're doing throughout the year and now i'm able to actually have people from my team start traveling with them working with them i'm arranging their shows so that's just like one s one one way that i got you know essentially two accounts through just one connection and that's going to be major when we start traveling with them doing casinos and you know doing different venues and now i'm actually be able to put my team right out the gate at a higher level that's awesome man that that's pretty cool um so then uh, what is another example where what where it was more like maybe management side more management side so that's actually a great thing so for example like i mentioned our public relations director earlier so she teamed up and actually her sister is a crazy insane artist um and so i was actually doing all the booking for my wife remember uh shay rain so we were i was booking a lot for her and so we actually got reached out to our company did by one of the more larger promoters in Michigan. And they've been kind of like working with us on putting Shay and different people on different shows. So in that aspect, I've been able to just kind of let her do her thing. Uh, Shanique, as far as just booking people, sending out the information to promoters, getting, you know, bigger spots for the local artists, putting them in more, you know, upscale, higher profile venues. And a lot of the artists that we manage right now have been able to, I think about there are four times now actually open for national acts and start growing their fan base. Right on, man. That is so cool. So do you also work in the aspect of like growing a Spotify or growing like, you know, like growing an online presence and stuff like that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we want to be a full circle team. Um, now, uh, as far as like specifically for marketing, for marketing strategies, for streaming and different things like that to increase streams, mm -hmm. um, it's not necessarily our main focus. However, I know that we like if someone wanted us to produce, you know, a record for them or a single, that is something that we do, mm -hmm. um, especially me and like a couple other people in my team were all producers. So that helps. Um, but that's not like our main, main focus. That's kind of more of like our independent work that I'm able to just kind of like mm. delegate to who who fits that artist the best, mm -hmm. honestly. 
Um, and then that kind of branches off from, from management, like the actual artist development side. That's all the public relations director. And what she'll be doing is working with them on, you know, appearances, interviews, um, booking, you know, streams, marketing, you know, the whole nine yards. And just making sure that we really put them in the best light possible to grow, you know, their team. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. That That's great. And what's the name of the company again? Quality Kings Music. Quality Kings Music. Make sure sure anything we talk about, send me the links. I'll make sure I put them in the show notes so people can just go click right in them, click right on it, and uh, go right to it. So what else you got going on, man? Uh, You said you got a bunch of things going on. I'm I'm excited. What's what's next? Okay. What's next is that, so I've actually been working for uh, a pretty high-profile studio in Southfield called NSAM Studios. Um, And it's actually been great, a great learning experience because now I'm actually handling like a lot of their marketing. Um, And I'm also handling like different production projects outside of, or I'm sorry, inside the studio. Um, So I I wanted to make sure I took time to talk about that um, because the lead director there, Craig Mizell, he's a great producer. um, He actually owns that building. So we've been working really heavy out of there for the last six months. Um, it's just like a group of producers that are working around the clock, like nonstop, just making sure that projects and records are just happening 24 seven. And we have a great rehearsal hall if people need to rehearse. So as far as it going, right. So as far as like the quality Kings moniker, like that's kind of where I have, you know, home base set up is my office is out of that studio. And it's been great actually having a lot of resources just because like, studio culture there's so much that just happens to pass through when you're you know you're in the session working cutting vocals and someone comes in and says hey I like this you know can you work on this for me or can we connect or hey I just like that singer you know maybe I have a track for them you know everyone kind of works together just to start really creating and pushing a new culture so that's one thing I really wanted to talk about because there's been a lot of great things happening there lately Nice man. So, and this is this is a full blown studio. Like, what what uh, what kind of equipment are we talking about? Like, what's your board? What kind of board are you working with? Full blown studio. Yeah. I don't work out of the main room. I know uh-huh. the main room does have like a. I think it's like a Presonus. Oh, okay. Like thirty two channel board. We have a full live room. Okay. Um, full. And actually, so there's two rooms. Upstairs has like a full drum set um keyboards amps mics everything the full nine yards that's more specific towards like recording um vocals and live instrumentation and things of that nature the other room that we work out that i personally work out of um we just have a vocal booth and everything that we do is just through like you know interfaces Mm -hmm. and just more so on like the creative side with like keyboards midi controllers of course inbox in inbox yeah, exactly yeah, hell yeah, hell we, yeah. i know we, we've been using like an apollo and, and things like that but yeah. there's just been so much music being created out of this out of this room that's like wow like we actually start we're all starting to feel like we're really doing something yeah yeah no i mean i, I love so so you so this studio how long has it been around it, it, i mean is it relatively new or, or is it um it's been around i want to say within the last three years but okay. i just partnered with them gotcha. about six months ago okay okay and, yeah but and, i've been going there for a while okay so so you you've known about the place and you've had a relationship with them it's just you just now you decided that, that it was a good idea to start partnering up and working together 
Absolutely, especially with the things that I'm trying to accomplish with Quality Kings Music. Um, it just made a lot of sense for us to kind of partner and I can start working out of that, the offices there, essentially. Because now, like, for example, um, we had a clinic last week that um, Quality Kings, in partnership with NCM Studios and another production company, um, we actually ran a seminar about recording and about sampling and just how to get around, you know, different workstations and softwares. And, you know, we had a, a pretty intimate turnout. It was about, I want to say about 12 people, but everyone showed up ready to learn. Um, and then now we're noticing that it's starting to expand to where like a lot of people are starting to talk about what's happening around these two entities. You know, and everyone's kind of like, you know, excited to start working now because now it's building more of a presence of, you know, a workflow, a culture of, you know what, there's a lot of talent out here and it's, it's just time to start working. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, like that, that that's like most of it, right? It's like, it's like just doing the fucking work, like, like, like getting off your ass or, or just getting people together and doing it because... Because I feel like it's the same way in a lot of places where there's a lot of just like really like high level talent just sort of sitting around like you were saying just sit, sort of sitting around not being able to really work like they should be able to work and or you know so so it's interesting i like how you're kind of combining both those uh those entities to make uh sort of like a little to, to sort of expand on your on your branding i guess but so the so the studios in southfield and you guys, and that's where your office is. Are, are you guys are doing like, uh, what kind of music do you focus on, it, or is it all kinds of music? All kinds of music. What 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 is uh what is what are what is what is something you're kind of working on right now? <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, okay, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that um, Shay is working on a new record. Oh, so nice! I, so Hell yeah! I'm ready for um, that. There's a record that I'm working with, with this artist. Her name is Shikai, uh, S-H-A-C-A-I. You can look her up on Instagram. Very incredible singer. Um, we're working on some records right now. Um, and I've got about, I want to say, 12 other tracks that I'm shopping right now through the studio to just different artists that, you know, if they like it, then we can roll with it and make it theirs and start working. Um, and then as far as things I've released, there's been so many, like, live instrumentation like live recorded projects that have come through the studio within the last two months it should be kind of kind of hard for my head to keep track of it all. I <laughs> no i just did <laughs> it's been definitely like a lot of rehearsing a lot of recording and a lot of you know output <laughs> yeah so that's been pretty cool hell yeah no man you gotta stay busy uh i you know i saw you uh playing in front of big crowds and stuff what was going on with that you like everywhere you were in la you're doing a what what was that all about yeah so i guess i should start a little bit further back and sure. kind of work my way up to this situation so last june um a musician that is formerly from detroit his name's thaddeus dixon um, major producer, used to be music director for Bryson Tiller, Megan Trainer, um, Kiana Lede, 21 Savage, like a lot of, he's worked with a lot of people and produced a lot of records. Um, he throws an audition, I think about once a year. Um, and I wasn't able to go the year before, uh, just cause usually it's kind of like a pop-up thing. And if you can do it, you can do it. If you can't, then we'll maybe see you next year if he decides to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So 
So I took my chances last year, um, made some sacrifices, flew out to L.A. for the audition. And it was a great experience. Um, I can always go back into that later. But <laughs> long story short, um, flash forward to November, uh, I basically got the call to work with one of the artists that he was music directing for. And so I spent a week um, in L.A., actually 10 days in L.A., and then we flew out to Baltimore for the show. I had to think, oh. like, where was I again? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it gets like that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and then um, and the great thing is, too, is that I'm, I should be going back out there for a couple more shows next month, and then we actually start the tour in March, and this is with Brent Fiaz. Brent Fiaz, that, and that's one of the one of the the people he's MDing for. Yep, exactly. Nice, nice. And, and you just knew him through the circuit here or up there in Detroit. Um, I knew of him because of a lot of the stories I've heard. Oh, like you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like of people just that were here and now they're in LA and now they're doing crazy great things. Right. And you're like, oh yeah, when so and so was here, there was just all these great crazy moments um and so he I, he may or may not have known about me before because mm. i did have a couple of people actually quite a few people that knew him personally that kind of i i would assume probably recommended me or just let him know i was on my way yeah but you know it, auditions you know it's, it's it's literally you're packed in a room with like 60 other people on just on your instrument alone they're all there for the same reason right. so just because right just because a bunch of people know me back home doesn't mean, mean that when that, i go yeah. there you okay know, okay so cool. it was definitely not just because you knew of thaddeus it was definitely you went out there and you 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 got your you got your spot because you earned it that's which you know like because I, I you know I, i'm not going to take away from people who get spots on like in bands and stuff because you know mds know them because that that mds hire people that they know they can rely on all the time so i don't think that's a wrong thing i wasn't trying to say that that would have been a wrong way to get a job all i was saying is like you went there and you auditioned and you had no he he might may or may not even known who you were or where you were from Right. And that and that was kind of an even crazier experience to just kind of show up and, and meet someone in person for the mm. first time. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I'm this is what I'm here for. You know, Hell yeah. So how uh, how were your nerves? Are, are you uh, do you get anxious at all or are you pretty good about that? I <laughs> I was too tired to be nervous. <laughs> and that's and that's that's weird. And that sounds no. probably like hella arrogant, but like. Literally, like, I just got from, where was I? Not Cleveland. Toledo. I was in, yeah, I was actually. Toledo. Wait, time out. That was literally the night, the night before when I met Raina, and I think you were there. Um, That casino gig that we did. Oh, yeah. That's right. The next morning, that actually, that next morning, like, literally, like, five hours later, I'm on a plane. Oh, shit. Yeah, at like six six in the morning, going on on my way to L.A. Oh shit, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so you so you were uh, so that was last year. Now was that for the audition or was that that was for the audition for what you audition? Did? Okay. And, yeah. And, and so you weren't nervous for the audition because you were dead tired. You were just like running on just just visceral muscle memory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like i practiced man i practiced the heck out of it because right. they had like a list of of songs and you know especially when it comes to like 
really performing and especially with today's music, a lot of it's not, I mean, it is based on skill, but a lot of it's also based on so many other things. Like, does your guitar sound like the sounds on the record? Do you, are you, if, if there's no guitars in the record, are you playing something that makes sense? Right. You know, does it, do you is look it gonna, the part? Do you actually, do you look, look the, the part? part? Yeah. Do you look scared on stage? Do yeah. you look scared in audition? Right. <laughs> you right. know, this, and this, that's kind of the whole thing. And then plus on top of that, like I got there, maybe four or five hours early, no, three hours early before the auditions actually opened. Got there, waited in a long, huge line, <laughs> then got in, you know, still going over my stuff, listening to the song on repeat for like hours on end. And there was, it wasn't a hot day in LA, which was crazy because I don't think I've actually experienced California heat yet. Oh, <laughs> well, for, hang out long every, enough, you will, man. <laughs> right, right. No joke. I'm sure I will. But, um, for what it was worth, it there was no air on when we were doing <laughs> auditions. So it was hot in there. And, you know, I, I didn't even get seen till like almost maybe three hours before my flight went out because it was just that many people. Right. So after literally going through all of that hustle and bustle, like it's kind of like, all right, let's just do this and right get out <laughs> right you, <laughs> you were know? like you were just tired you were tired physically you're tired of probably just being hot and you're tired of the fucking you know you're tired of all of the shit and, and so like you're just ready to get it done and just get back home and go to bed <laughs> right it, it, it literally literally and the, and the cool thing is too is that like that's just literally what you know, I'm, I'm not there for anybody else. And right. it was a great experience to see like, OK, there was probably over 250, maybe 300 people there. Holy cow. Yep, because they did vocals, keys and oh. guitar all on the same day. The day before they did drums and bass. Gotcha. Right. So <laughs> seeing like almost another, what, 60 to 70 people that are there for the same reason I am that probably maybe flew in or most of them live there because. You know, right. I guess everybody just lives in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's how. It, yeah, that's how <laughs> you know, it it's a different mentality when someone just woke up, went down the street, versus someone who like, you know, paid for a flight on their yeah. own dime, got there. It's like I'm in, a, I'm in a different mental space to be like, okay, look, I'm here and I'm not worried about the rest of you guys. That's, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not. I can't even give myself that energy because then I am going to get nervous and I am right. going to get, you know, self conscious and, right. and all that. So right no no that you know and that doesn't sound you said that you didn't want to sound arrogant but i don't think that sounds arrogant at all i mean given the circumstances and given like you know it was like you you're there to do a job and you're you're there to you try to get a job and so you're fucking you're focused and you don't even give a shit you're you're tired as hell you traveled all fucking day yeah no i get it man like i can see how like nerves wasn't even an issue so i'm just curious then like um do you then do you, uh do you kind of shut down that those thoughts for most like so like for these bigger performances where you're going to be in front of thousands of people you know like that can be a little nerve-wracking like is that do you shut those thoughts down or, or do you get nervous um it's like a mixture of both because mm. I feel like ignoring the thoughts, ignoring the I should be nervous right now is what makes it worse for me mm. because I feel like I'm not addressing the problem, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I feel like for how I came up and how I can even just locally or because I mean, even without going to L.A. auditioning, getting gigs and all that stuff, like I've still traveled. I've still done bigger venues yeah. and shows and all that stuff. But I feel like just having that experience to kind of do it while I was younger, like there was a 
there was one like church event that was being held at like a arena in St. Louis that I got to play for when I was like, I think I just turned 21 <laughs> and, and I was playing like acoustic, like I'm super like background guy. I, I mean, kind of just got the gig through a couple people talking about me. Mm-hmm. So like, I guess even then in that moment, like I, I get up and there's like what, 12,000 people there and I'm sitting there like, okay, it's either I'm going to just freak out now or it's, I'm meant to do this. And, you know, I don't know. I feel like the whole nerves kind of gives me more energy to be like more hype and into it. And I feel like the sooner I get into the situation, like once you're in it, you're in it. Right. So if I'm nervous and it's the first song, well, I got what, almost another hour of this to sit there and be nervous. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know? (laughs) No, go ahead, please. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, like the amount of rehearsing that you do, it's like this stuff should be muscle memory to me right? anyway, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess like, you know, like people who get really, really nervous, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's multiple factors that go into it, but like one of the factors is not being prepared for the gig. It's like, it's like, well, of course you'd be nervous if you're not prepared for the gig. Um, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> But right. but also, you know, the factor of being in a lot of front of a lot of people or or just like, you know, sitting back and realizing the enormity of what's happening. You know, it, sometimes you, you're playing with fucking you can you find yourself playing with legends, you know what I'm saying? And fucking you, you, you just got it, it, it should just it. I liked how you said once you're in it, you're in it, you know, like because you're going to find yourself in situations uh, if you pursue music, you're gonna find yourself in situations where you're gonna be confronted with a lot of fears, and if if you just know that all you gotta do is get through that first song, you know, like just get in it, and you'll be fine. Because uh, that's exactly how I am. It's like I'll have a little bit of nerves, and it doesn't matter if it's a huge gig or not. Um, I'll still have like these nervous, but once I'm in the first song, it's just like, oh yeah, you know what you're doing. You've done this a hundred times, a hundred thousand times before, you know, like you've played for the thousands and you've played for two, you know, it's, it doesn't matter. It's all the same shit. You're just playing your instrument at this point and um, just block it. And, and I think that also comes with just being comfortable on stage as well. It's like, I mean, you came up constantly performing in the church and and you're constantly going and i'm sure you guys travel to other churches and then you're talking about these bigger gigs where you travel to other places you you've had plenty of experience with that uh i i I liked how i liked what you're saying about also about how there's a huge difference between someone who walks just has to like drive down the street to an audition and someone who flies in and what what that means you know fucking uh f- proximity wise um i don't remember even why I yeah brought that up. no but i totally i totally hear that and like not to say that their intent is any more or less than someone that came all the way from you know no no exactly place. but the cool thing is is that like if you think i, I feel like if i live in, in los angeles and i see people flying in for for gigs or auditions and stuff you know i feel like i would be more intimidated at that than anything yeah because it's like, like Exactly. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, because this this dude's hungry and he's going to fly in. He's going to he's going to save the little money he does have <laughs> and fly in <laughs> on a whim, on a chance, on on a maybe, on a huge maybe, you know? So uh that yeah, that does show a, a certain level of dedication and and that's I, I think what I admire most about it. Uh 
So what else you working on, man? I mean, fucking yeah, did you got you got any more? What what else you got for me? <laughs> um, well, I guess so Shay has a show at Dime on Saturday. So I'll be I'll be directing for that. Oh, okay. Um and, and yeah, that's in and Detroit? Then, yeah, that's in Detroit, the uh Detroit Institute of Music Education. Oh, okay. So yeah, there's a national act coming. I've never it's, his name's Jordy, I think. Mm. So, yeah, National Act, but he, actually he's from L.A., so that's going to be cool. It's going to be a pretty good experience uh, for the t- for her team and everything, just getting more used to, um, you know, doing her, because her set, cause especially because she's got so much new music that's going to be coming out later. That's kind of like on my plate to just get all these, produ- like, these production plans done. Um, I know I'm going to be in Atlanta most of the next week working. Um so yeah, I mean it's just kind of like managing like my schedule and just different things like that. <laughs> what are you doing in Atlanta? Uh, it's like a church conference. Uh sweet. Yeah, it's one of those things you just you end up doing things because it's work, especially like one thing I know that I have in plans with NCM right now is actually throwing like a a seminar for people that aspire to be full-time musicians to kind of like really understand what that day-to-day schedule or what really like the dedication of it looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what, could, could you give me a sample of what that dedication looks like? Absolutely. Um, I, I can even just say like, yeah, within the last year, you know, the last the last year, I, last last January, I started. Um, I'll say that's like when I really started being a full time musician, mm-hmm. or like the October before that. So before that, I had like a, a day job and and doing the the music thing. Ended up becoming like almost two to three full time jobs. Yes. I'm just trying to do a million things on one side so it can replace the other. Mm-hmm. Um and that's that's kind of the starting point because like, yeah, realistically everyone should have a job if this is what they want to do and make it make sense as they go along. Mm-hmm. Um and that's kind of where the seminar will start. Just mm-hmm. understanding like, hey, there's no insurance for us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's no sick days. There's no vacation days. It's like you are a complete um business owner and you in your name and your face and your abilities is your complete business um you know and i and i feel like i've seen so many like mu- like musicians that have done so much in the past and i i look up and they're like you know pushing 60 now and it's like i feel like the last 10 years is when you started capitalizing on all these di- like different business ventures or different things that you can use with your resume mm-hmm. to bring in other sources of income where it's like okay i'm a guy who just turned 26 you know how can i make that so the next 25 years of my life is still only based on what I'm actually trying to do in life, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, it does because you do need to start thinking about longevity and, and like uh, how are you going to keep this up? No, I think about this shit all the time because have you ever thought about how fucking if there is like an econo- another economic dip like a, like 2008? And I mean, I don't. You're you're old enough to remember 2008 and like what that did to your city and what that did to my city. And, um, you know, I'm not even sure how musicians even would survive under those conditions. So do you ever think about like, what if there's like another economic collapse or something like that, 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 uh, you know, how do you plan for shit like that? You know, how do you plan? And especially if you're a gigging musician, if you're a blue collar gigging musician, who's just playing on the week, you know, playing not on the week, just on the weekends, but you know, you have a full schedule and you're always gig, 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 you know, like, how do you plan for that? 
<laughs> I, and in all honesty, it's it's kind of like I feel like that's the rat race. Right. That part right there is the actual rat race of being a musician, not seeing who can do the flashiest gig, but who's really going to make sense of it when you know they do have another recession, which uh, of course will over time it will happen again. Yeah. You know, or just just standard economical changes. You know, with president to president, tax law to tax law. Mm-hmm. You know, what's going to separate you from? I'm playing at this local club every week and now because of this, they can't pay me like they used to, or the artist down the street's probably not even going to have time to be an artist because, you know, money and, and, and don't be fooled. That stuff affects everybody, even on like the higher levels, mm-hmm. you know, like even the, the up and coming independent artists or artists that are just getting signed or, or record labels, you know, when the recession happens, it affects everybody, not just, you know, us blue collar people or, or the people that are working at a certain level. And then like celebrities aren't touched by that. It's just, they might have more longevity because they were able to make money quicker. Yeah. And that's really, and that's the rat race right there. That's, that's the name of the game. So like I've learned from different musicians that I've seen um, like in, in my area of like, okay, well, you did so much. You did like a tour, you came back and you had all this money. You know, some dudes go out there and blow it, you know, buying thousand, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Having expensive habits and or, you know, buying thousand dollar T-shirts when you're at Gucci in Japan for whatever reason. (laughs) (laughs) Or you get guys that want to actually have longevity for this, you know, upcoming financial crisis that may or may never happen. So it's like, okay, well, I made all this money from this tour. I get this much in royalties from producing for anybody, you know, Um, charging this much money. I stockpile that and maybe buy some land, maybe buy some property, manage that, you know, and just trying to like use the money that you make as a musician to like support you in in other ways, like supporting you to like really be able to choose what kind of work you want to do. Because like as a musician, you don't get to do every gig you want to do. (laughs) And there's a lot, and there's a lot of things that you have to do that you don't want to. Mm -hmm. Like I I spent almost a year, maybe a year and a half with this cover band and we had great times. And then after a while, just because my schedule just got too busy and I just was like, you know what? I've, I've had so many other things come up that I have so many multiple different options of working, tracking, recording, gigging when I want to, or I just got like a a better church job. So like, that's more of like a consistent situation. And it's like, okay, great. Well, now I don't really have to be out till two, three o'clock in the morning playing at bars on weekends if I don't really want to, you know what I'm saying? No, absolutely. <laughs> no, no, then, you're, that it's a great point. Is like you need to be able to financially support the life you want to live, and so you have to kind of go about it in a smart way if you want to be the artist you want to be. Absolutely, absolutely. And then actually, like even stockpiling on that and being like, okay, well, now I can use this to maybe I'll have more money in my pocket to make those random spontaneous trips to you know, LA for auditions, or, you know, if I have to spend like a month or two out there working, you know, that I still have a situation back home. And, you know, just that whole, like, the more you can use money to support yourself, it just means you have to have more jobs. You might have to teach guitar, you might have to teach, you have to produce, you might have to, you know, there's there's the the career field of music is so wide Mm -hmm. that it's like, you know, I could, if I really wanted to, I could be doing jingles and that could be a whole income by itself. Right. You know? <laughs> no, yeah. I, I've talked to a lot of people who that's what they do. They just make music for 
commercial spots, for you know, uh, TV spots. That's just all they do is they sit in their basement and they wake up, they smash like ten Red Bulls and fucking just go to work and just make beats and shit all day and just sell them to Nike. So I mean, it's yeah. like, yeah, that and and kind of what you're describing as well is sort of this, um, like this gig. Uh, economy that we're kind of i feel like the entire economy is kind of shifting towards where um as a musician you're not just playing gigs on the weekend you're also you know uh you know sunday morning comes you're also MDing at the church you're also you know fucking producing making beats for you know people and you're all you know like there's the all these different uh avenues that you kind of I don't know if you have to, but I know at certain points in my career, I've kind of leaned on for, you know, certain aspects of that to make money. But uh, I I don't know. All of those aspects I like about music. I mean, that's what I love about music is that it's not just me playing piano at, you know, a bar downtown or it's not just me writing a song for someone in Spain. It's like it's, you know, it's it's beat making it, it's my own music it's 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 uh you know traveling it's it's all these different things that i sort of dip my toe in um mm-hmm. i i don't know is, is that kind of what you were talking about is kind of having uh multiple avenues of income and different absolutely yeah and because there's there's just so much from like literally like for between monday and sunday if you're a full-time musician honestly like if it like in most standard scenarios across the country, you're either going to be one, if not all three things, just on a common level. And this is, I've seen regardless of ability sometimes, Yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> you know, you're, you're going to teach, you're going to teach whatever instrument or whatever your profession is in music, you're going to teach. You're going to probably work at a church. Church jobs uh, on any level is just another in- in- level of income, whether they're paying you 800 a week, or whether they're paying you $50 a week, that's just still money that you get for playing two to three songs for like an hour or two on a Sunday, mm. you know what I'm saying? Or whatever their curriculum is. And then you're also going to be playing in, you know, wedding bands, party bands, all that kind of stuff. Because again, that's just commercially what, what sells. Yeah. <laughs> you know no, no, saying? no. Yeah. And, and if, if you want to do this and you want to, if you don't want to work in a soul sucking office job or in a soul sucking factory job, and you really want to like, you know, and like you said, you don't have to stay in those arenas as you build upon your resumes, upon your skill levels, as you build as a, as a musician, as a person, as someone who can get along with other people, you know, you'll, the opportunities sort of, I'm not going to say they just mystically appear, but they do seem to sort of just have a way of working out. You, I mean, have you noticed that? How like shit just sort of has a way of working out when you need it to <laughs> after a while? Did, I mean, or, or I mean, does it not, does that not happen for you? I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. No, no, one, one, 100%. And it just depends on like, and I'm, and I say all these things not to like, my credit, but just to the credit I've seen for some people, some people plateau at the, I'm working in a cover band. And that's, yeah. that's not, there's nothing wrong with that. No, you know no, no, no. And, and then some people, they're just passing by. This is just something I'm gonna do for a couple months, make some money. And, you know, just, I just need some more money in my pocket and before you know it, it's another job comes up, another situation comes up. Like, you know, especially when you're a touring guy, it's like, okay, that is a great thing on your resume. More people are looking at you. More people are considering you. But you are run. You basically are kind of blocking yourself out 
from all your previous work at home. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, okay, is this worth it? Is this going to make enough money for me to, you know, come out ahead? And if I can come home still knowing I have work and stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the no. whole economics of being a musician. <laughs> no, for real, because it is tough. Because I, I'm somebody who flies out frequently a year to go gig, and you know, uh, and 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 unfortunately, sometimes uh, some of these local bands that I play with here, um, you know, I'm just like, I'm sorry, <laughs> like, and and I, I and I'm not the type of guy who likes to double book. It's just that, like, I, I, you know, like when I, anytime I go into a new situation, a new band, I'm like, okay, well, here's sort of my priorities. And if you're willing to work with this, then we can work together. And so I've sort of been able to build out that kind of, I don't know, that kind of, uh, just that kind of deals with the people I work with. So they know that I have to fly to California, you know, a few times a year to, to tour. And sometimes, I'm not going to be able to make a certain gig even though I already booked it. Now, I know that's not, that sounds terrible, but again, <laughs> I no, let people know. No, not terrible at all. Well, no, I let people know <laughs> at the top. That's the thing. And, and that's and that just goes along with being like learning how to communicate and learning how to communicate your schedules and learning how to communicate to other bands and new projects that you're coming into is like, hey, this is what I can offer you. Um, you know, there's going to be times that I might have to cut out on you. My bad. <laughs> you know, like, but like, that's just how it is. You, we can, we can either do it or not. And that's what I worked out for myself. You know, that, I mean, that that's, what's crazy about this job is that it, it, you can, like you already said, is like, you can go a million different paths now, a million different paths and, 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 and be successful at it. And, and, you know, like, it, I think people also, uh, musicians or artists, they tend to get this idea of success being like the cover of Rolling Stone magazines, you know, like, mm-hmm. it, which is success. It, you know, that's great mm-hmm. success on whatever level nowadays. I don't know what Rolling, I don't know what kind of status <laughs> Rolling Stone has anymore, but, you know, like, but like, but not looking back, looking at it like, like, I, I find myself, I consider myself a successful musician because I, can fucking support my family i can support Mm -hmm. you know myself i I do what i love to do and you know i'm not rich by any means but i'm about to buy a house with art so you know i don't give a fuck (laughs) you know like i'm (laughs) I'm happy with that and however far it goes it's just how far it goes now there's also limitations i put on myself because i could be a touring musician going out all the time and you know doing that grind and you know i know those people i know the right people to get involved with you know like i do that that's an option but do i want to spend you know you know, 200 days on the road as my son grows up and becomes a man without his father, you know? So, absolutely. So, I mean, we're all touching on that. Like there's so many different paths. There's so many different ideas of what success should mean or whatever it means to you. But I, I feel like for me, it's, um, not putting this fucking insane, almost impossible pressure of of like being like, if I'm not famous, then I'm not a successful musician. It's like I, I and I don't think that people who are hungry for that kind of fame should, you know, not be, you know, not pursue that. I'm just saying that you can't be hard on yourself because you got to know what you're up against. And, uh, and, and absolutely, and it's not it's not easy. It's not an easy job at all 
And, um, you know, people think that we just travel around and go to McDonald's and play gigs and like hang out with chicks all day. It's like, actually, it's kind of, it's kind of a sad life. You just sort of travel yeah. around with sweaty dudes and, and, you know, eating like shit sometimes and, and <laughs> not resting well and, not at all. You know, like, because you're never really resting when you're on the road, when you're sleeping in hotel after hotel and city after city, time zone after time zone. There's not real rest there. It's nothing like your bed at home, you know, so it's, <laughs> it's not a fucking easy job. Yeah. So so do you do you t- open this seminar by, by being like, this is not an easy job. Uh, this is not for the Mika heart. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's abs- absolutely not. Like if you can't if you can't do straight business, yeah, um, you know you're you're not gonna make it long, no matter how how well you play. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If no, your yeah. character can't sustain you, yeah. or like like I said, if you if you consider it like with how much work and travel there is to it, it's almost similar to being an athlete, like a professional al- athlete. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you got to make sure that you are healthy because yep. if you're freaking you know, five days of Burger King and McDonald's and you got to get up on stage and it's like, <laughs> you know, like I said, nerves start settling in and you're having a heart attack. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, it's for sure. For sure. And, and you know what, it, what also about when you're not eating well and you're not getting enough rest, that's anxiety feeds off of that. Like, like anxiety lives in unrested, like malnourished people. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's where anxiety and, and depression, which a lot of musicians suffer from, go figure, artists being sad. <laughs> but, uh, right. you know, uh, it, 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 if you're not taking care of yourself emotionally, physically, like it, it, it's a toll, man. Like, I. I work out on the road like I have to. Like it's just I, I I'm like if I don't have a gym access, I'm like doing push-ups in the hotel room and shit because I I just can't fucking do it, man. Like and I'm getting older now and you know, when you're young, when you're 26, Garrett, you can kind of go around <laughs> just eating McDonald's and getting up on stage and rocking with your, you know, rocking it out. But when you're 36, man, that's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> Very different. Uh, ten years on that, man, and you know it's it's not easy. It is not easy. So so when you um, um what what is uh with your seminar? I'm just really curious on what else you can kind of go over with that besides you know being you know responsible, a business owner, and, and like being you know try to be good at your craft, I suppose. Um, <laughs> Like, what else do you kind of cover in that? Um, definitely, like, tax laws. Oh, um, tax laws. Oh, hell yeah. Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> wow, that like, is fucking really amazing that you tell people about tax laws. Like, but, I mean, but that's that's the exact point. Like, a lot. <laughs> people don't think about it, man. No, and, they and don't. And it's so important. I feel like I've stumbled into good information, and then now it just kind of stuck with me. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, like... Before I quit my job, I I bought me and my wife a house. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, hang on, my uh, headphones fell out. Okay. <laughs> like you know, in situations like that, it's like, okay, now great, like I've got a, a mortgage or whatever. But you know, now it's like I, I got bills to pay for real. So I can't be like out here just messing around, just doing stupid, silly gigs and not being on top of like literally everything. Especially like now that I'm owning a business or even just running myself as a business. Like you have to consider like, okay tax laws in Michigan and you go out here touring all over the country and you get, you know, 49, 49 <laughs> days worth of, of tax, right. you know, I'm saying like tax, 
like like forms and 1099s and w-2s and it's mm-hmm. like okay well maybe maybe the company that i'm going through for the tour is paying me from california well what are their tax laws because all those things just change because of their uber drivers oh, so now yeah. it's like right you know what i'm saying so yeah. like, even just understanding that at least having your own company name you can kind of at least play by your own rules and right. say like okay i don't care what's going on in california you're paying my company that's stationed in michigan so i'm gonna play by michigan's rules right you feel me yes and it's I, like I, I, I that's what i do i mean like this is how it works <laughs> it's like you know me and my wife we're both we're both we're both uh, uh independent contractors and we both like work together you know so like we got we gotta work down man you gotta have that shit down because um, you don't want you don't want irs up your ass that's no <laughs> you see what and they I, did to mc hammer totally totally and, I, and not to make this whole like music discussion go completely like black and white corporate but it's like you know if you don't understand these things as a musician like you don't even know like avenues that you can take to make this whole situation easier and better for you yeah. you know what i'm saying like just knowing things that you can write off as a musician right try and get some yeah. money back in your in your pocket Absolutely. you know so um yeah, that's uh, that, it's, it's all business with the seminar. It's like understand the business of being your own your own CEO, really. Yeah, yeah, and, and that I, I love that. Um, man, I what what show was? I think it was the Breakfast Club. I can't remember who was on it, but he was calling out the main guy on the Breakfast Club. Is like you're just a a tool. Like is like I'm a business owner. I own my own label. I own my own business. You work for someone else. And the dude, the DJ was getting real upset about it, but he's like, look, man, you need to change your mentality. Your problem is, is that you're okay with being told what to do. And he's like, nobody's telling me what to do. Nobody's telling me what to do. And it's like, yes, they are. I mean, like, you can't just do whatever you want, right? You can't just right. say whatever you want, right? And he's like, right. So you are doing something. So he's like, you need to, why don't you start your own radio station is what he said. And, and he's like, oops. And the DJ's all like throws his hands up like, oh, man. But he's making a great point, which is this: you want to be your own boss. And you want to, and, and yeah, you're going to have to work with other bands. You're going to have to work with MDs who are going to be telling you what to do. But mm-hmm. the the thing about that is is that you have the option to be like, well, I don't want to do what you tell me to do, and you could just fuck off, <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's you, <laughs> you know, and that's strictly on you. It's not on anybody else, and you don't have to do that, you know. You're not forced to do that if you don't want to. You have options, and that's what it that's what it's about is options. It's like you have options in life to make your own decisions and not have to be under the thumb of somebody if you don't want to. Now, if you're bad Absolutely. with your finances and you're dependent on that job, maybe you got to eat a little shit. I don't know. I don't know what your situation <laughs> is. But, you know, like, you, ideally, you want to, you know, have good relations with people. You want to, you know, you want to maintain. You don't want to be flaky. You want to show up on time. You know, showing up with the material learned and uh, know what to, you know, what to do. So, uh, yeah, man, it, it's, a, it's a crazy fucking business, man. There's like, there's, there's nothing normal about this. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I, I guess there is certain aspects, but like, like, I don't, I mean, I don't even know what normal is. So, <laughs> well, like every situation is different, you Actually, know, like yes, absolutely. every situation is yes. so different. Yes. And that's, and that's the cool part is that it gives you, you know, a way. And that's, that's kind of like why I even started the whole 
quality kings thing in general just because like you know what like as much as i admire all these like music directors that may or may not call me you know or just just gig owners or people that handle calling people for gigs in general like why couldn't i be that same person that situation to like okay i have people that i like and you know i have artists i like why don't i start working towards getting a chance to work with them and hiring my own people you know what i'm saying or or come up with an artist and just like you know find someone who's really dope and give them a great situation to where like yeah we can all do this and you know really make things happen and then there you go like there it is now i'm the person i'm the person holding auditions you know and that's eventually that's really kind of like what i want to be doing is just being in that circumstance of I'm I'm the guy that is able to kind of like start doing that kind of stuff. And that's what every, like a lot of people want to do that, but it's like, you have to know how to set yourself up. If that's what you, in anything you want to go for, if I wanted to be a chef or have my own restaurant or, you know, be a teacher of some sort, like I kind of have to know how to set myself up to be the person that does rather than the person that's being called to do, mm. you know? Oh, Oh, look at that. Oh shit. There's <laughs> dropping knowledge. Shit, that was a good one, man. That's a good one. Um, so, so that's your goal right now. Like, like your so your ultimate goal right now. What, what is that? What, where do you see yourself wanting, or where do you want to be? I'm gonna just do the shitty question. Where do you want to be in five years, Garrett? Where, what, where are you sitting in five years? So, in five years, I see the company being a lot bigger. I see like me working with a lot more musicians um, and being able to actually work with bigger artists and actually like start staffing them. You know, I'm making the arrangements. I'm basically the account holder. So Mm -hmm. if, you know, I, and I was listening to Selena Gomez's record or her new rare album that came out. Mm -hmm. Like I would love to be her music director. I would love to like have all the dudes I know that could like really kill that show. Like I would love to be that person that says, Um... Hey, I'm the one making the show now. I'm the one arranging it. Let me get all my people. Let's yeah. let's go. And and then even though while I'm doing that, like there's other shows happening with people that I put together or playing arrangements that I put together. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I love I love to live in LA for a little bit just to like be there and you know learn. Like I'm I'm talking a, a pretty huge and big game, but I'm still like super new to the situation. Like even going on March, like that's my first actual like official tour, you know? Right. So there's a lot of big game being talked, but I like everybody, I, my, the, I started reading all of a sudden. And the first <laughs> book I read was um, the law or the theory of the law of attraction. Mm. And it's like, you know, if this is what I want to do, why not? Like, let's just go for it. And, you know, I, I, I really want to go for it. 100%. Yeah, man. I don't think there's anything wrong with aiming high. Like aiming, like I, the problem is people don't aim high. People just aim for like straightforward or straight across. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like I'm just <laughs> is you know I'm gonna trade this factory job for that factory job. People don't aim high, and 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 that's the thing about having like dreams and delusions and ha- you know like not be not deluding yourself but like still holding on to a dream but keeping a realistic idea of what that dream is and, and just understanding what you're up against but having the audacity to say fuck that i'm gonna do it anyways and i'm gonna do it really well and um you know i, I that's just respect man it's respect oh uh, i i uh you look at like people like bobby lewis who um who came from flint and uh made his way to la man like that dude i mean that dude had this gift he has synesthesia and he has this amazing gift and he, that dude just wanted to be <laughs> that dude wanted to make video games 
Yeah. Is that crazy? It's crazy that that dude wanted to make video games. And that's why he went to LA in the first place. He didn't go to LA to become a musician, which what he did. He went to LA to make video games. It's just crazy what this business will wind you up in, man. It's like Absolutely. Like that dude, ugh, man. I man, that dude is so fucking cool, man. I love that yeah. dude. <laughs> I actually that's that's really funny that you mentioned that for like multiple reasons cuz like especially like it, like music that you, you get to be around and see so many different things and it's like i i i'm a huge jrpg nerd just like that's why i feel like i i really like like i'm a huge bubby fan is because i can connect with him on that level mm. and i've it's funny like i went to, like that day i went to the auditions after i ended up going to a club before i went to uh the airport and i went with one of my friends that was like a, a real popular drummer or whatever and he i just like happened to like bump into bubby he just happened to be there um, oh no shit yeah because it was like andrew Goucher's like going yeah. away party i guess he was moving and like a whole bunch of like tick like crazy killer musicians were showing up and i had like a random conversation with him like working on funimation he might not he might not remember me at all Man. but like i've been i've been able to like kind of like contact him through instagram a couple like we've yeah. talked a little bit and no that's he- like Go ahead, please. Yeah. No, I was saying he's he's crazy, you know? No, well, no, he he fucking... And that's what's so cool. He makes himself so accessible. I mean, he's been on my show. Like, he fucking... You know, like, he gave me more than two hours of his time just fucking because he just wanted to talk music and shit. Like... Mm-hmm. I I love that I love that and and I know he he comes from fucking you know music royalty right like you know like mm-hmm. like Nissan's his cousin and Rapture's his cousin absolutely fucking, he comes from that that fucking you know like so he comes from fucking like he comes from well he comes from fucking you know some powerhouses and so it's real interesting he's a real interesting dude man he's a real interesting dude and, and the fact that he makes himself available for people his fans. You know, for people who are just interested in it, 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 it's like it's musicians like that who who like stay humble, even though like they're I mean, yeah, I think he just got back from Japan, you know, like he's <laughs> out in Japan fucking doing his thing. And uh, man, like he fucking and he's just, you know, he doesn't have a big head about him. He's just fucking just a regular dude from Flint. You know, I, I, I really appreciate that in musicians who are very successful and, you know, like hit that echelon of success that, you know, a lot of us are going for and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and just maintain a reasonable <laughs> humanity about them. You know, like they're not like these, these monsters that, that I've seen and I've seen like really good. I, I, I'm sure you've come across it. I'm sure every musician has. But when when I come across a really, 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 really good musician who is also a really, really, really big asshole. It's like mm-hmm. so disappointing to me. I, I don't know. How do you feel? Have you ever even come across that? Um. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's funny? I feel like, yes, yes, I've come across that. But I was so, like, not on their radar. Like, Mm -hmm. I was so not, like, important to these people that, like, I didn't even get the even the respect of the asshole effect. (laughs) (laughs) You know? And I feel like. I feel like I've gotten that more from like local people yes. who in all honesty don't I don't see them doing as much as me or my peers, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like I feel like I've gotten more of that bump from people that I'm just looking at like okay, well, well, I feel why? Like, well, I feel like it's a di- it's a new generation thing because I feel like even in my generation like fucking people who are good were kind of dicks about it because they just, but like I feel like this new generation of 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 musicians coming up, 
like I, I, there's this weird community of just like support, which it's not. It shouldn't be weird. That's not weird. But you gotta say I came up in a in a different time, and like when I was coming up in Toledo, there wasn't so many gigs. Everybody was sort of fighting for the gigs and backstab. When I first moved to San Diego, there wasn't really a a cohesive scene there. But the next generation of musicians built that scene out, just like what's happening in Detroit. This next generation of musicians are building out this this scene of community, this scene of support, this scene of like, uh, you know, like. And, and you're right, the people who are shit talking now generally are the people who aren't doing shit. Uh, it's just like when I, it just it, it always breaks my heart is all when I meet someone who's fucking who I really respect as a musician, and then they just turn in, they just turn out to be assholes, but. Most of the time when I meet people who are playing on these high levels, who are who are working, who are playing for Snoop Dogg, who are, you know, going on the road with with heavy hitters, national acts, they're fucking they're they're super cool. They're not they're not like arrogant about it. They're they're real chill about it, man. And and I, I do think it's kind of a new generation thing. And I don't I don't know. I, don't I, know I think like right social media yeah. I think social media attributes a lot to it because it's yeah. like everyone can have anyone can have about like two or three thousand followers you know what i'm saying in all reality especially being a musician like like if you have 10k if you have one one thousand whatever like everyone in their own mind can make themselves feel like some type of celebrity because they're able to post and yeah. you know yeah. you know what i'm saying like, I, it's just like I, I know you dude like you're sitting at home or it's like I, it's even worse <laughs> when like the jerks yeah it's hilarious because it's like even when like the jerks and people like it's worse when you it's someone you know yeah. like yeah someone you know you just found like i even just got a call last night of someone that was talking I won't even go into that. Just talking smack. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like talking smack and like, you know, they're trying to, you know, come and take everybody's jobs and this, this and that. And like to agree, like some people might have that conversation, but it's like, you don't obviously you just don't spew that off. Like, mm. you know, dumb and just to anybody. It's like, right. if you want to come here and take everybody's work, great. I love that energy. Cause you know what? At the end of the day, like, yeah, you got to eat too. Just like, we're all out here and like, yeah, we we are all supportive of each other. That's why you know it's easier to support each other than just be ruthless and trying to take everybody's work. But when you start talking behind people's back about kind of, that kind of stuff, it just makes you look dumb. And what in the world makes you think that's not going to get back to somebody? <laughs> <laughs> that's a real anger right there. <laughs> that's the part. I'm like, how stupid are you? These aren't your like best friends that you grew up with. You can tell them like literally, you killed a man yesterday. This is like you're you just did a gig with them. You think you're cool for five seconds you start spewing off about other musicians that really like nobody knows you so if you're coming here people are gonna already look at you like man that's the guy that said all this smack like and then boom you're you're done before you even had a chance right right (laughs) and and that's the part about community is that they protect our own (laughs) it's like like, sorry charlie but you you're (laughs) shit talker and you you know you don't work you don't play well with other kids so you are grounded. <laughs> exactly. And that's here. why it's, it's it's great when like people like, like you said, like Bubby or just people in general that are just like, honestly, you have to be grateful. Like, yeah, I could be, I could be working 40 hours for the the money that I'm making right now and at an office that I hate to be at, you know, that's mm-hmm. partially why I quit the financial world, you know? And it's like, yeah, I, I could be doing 
way more work for what I'm and, and not to say that what I'm doing isn't work. It's just that it's the fact that I'm doing what I love. So it doesn't right. feel like work right. or when it does feel like work, it feels like I'm actually pressing towards doing something that I care about. That's going to make like an impression on my career or, you know, just, uh, you know, leaving something like a legacy. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, fuck yeah, man. That's that's right. You're absolutely right. Hell yeah. So, yeah, man. Yeah, it, it, it's just fuck, dude. I, I don't know where we can go from there. Uh, that was beautiful. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> well, fuck it. Do you do you got anything else you want to promote? You got any new music coming out besides Shay Rain? I mean, uh yes. do you have anything yes. that's out now that we could play on the show? I at the moment I do. I mean I have like songs from my old record, um, which I I'm taking a complete left turn and I'll, I'll maybe take like the next, like the last two minutes here and just talk about that. Um, the last record I did was like a jazz rock fusion mess of stuff when I was younger and it was cool. Like it was a great experience, you know, just learning how to like do my own project and learning what I really want to do. And now I'm like, no, I, th- I think what I'm going to do is something completely different. So I, I'm going to be releasing some music first quarter this year um preferably before i actually have to leave on tour so hopefully be great very very soon over like the next month or two um and I, all i can say is just stay tuned because it's going to be very different from an instrumental you know fusion record it's going to be like it's going to be different how, how can people <laughs> find you well i mean do you mind if we play something off your last record yeah yeah totally totally what's it um, under is it on Spotify at all, or? Yeah, it's on Spotify and Apple Music or whatever. It's just called Journey to the Sun, um, and it's under my name. I'm, I'm and that was that was a pretty cool record too, just because I got to have like a lot of my friends play on it. We came up with a few concepts and and just recorded it. And it's just it's all instrumental, but there's some there's some pretty cool concepts in there. Um, I I feel like I released that record at a time where I feel like a lot of the instrumental popular like the instrumental music wave of popularity kind of just started dying mm. <laughs> again so i was kind of like i released it and i was like thinking i wanted to do this whole like i'm a traveling guitar player having my own band doing instruments and i'm like i, don't, I just don't think that's at all what i want to do <laughs> <laughs> well that's what's great about this job too is that um you can just change you could be like well i don't want to do this anymore i want to do something else and you can just do it and it's fine you know like no one's gonna be like oh my god garrett's not do an instrumental jazz fusion the fuck <laughs> mad yeah so you know it's it's uh it it's awesome man um so is there a song that we should play in particular um the pier is pretty funky okay the pier okay we're gonna listen to the pier and then we're gonna wrap up with garrett here <laughs>
That's the pier. I haven't heard it yet, obviously. <laughs> but but I am I am actually like really interested in hearing your album now. I didn't even know you had an album. I would you should have told me, man. Oh you I don't talk about it anymore. <laughs> well, you know, it's one of those things like as a musician, I use it to kind of help put me on the map a little bit more like locally. Mm-hmm. Um and like there was a lot of I got a lot of good feedback on it, a lot of good streams. It's just like it's not necessarily like my passion anymore to just be like this fusion guitar player, you know, especially when like, I feel like I have so many different influences to where even me wanting to come off as like some, you know, baby concept of whatever fusion I was mixing up to make that album, you know, I, I feel like it wasn't represented in the best way I even thought. So like, it's cool to now like just be able to venture out and just do as much different stuff as possible. Hell yeah. Growth, baby. Another awesome aspect of this job is growth happens and you fucking, and you can, you just build off it. You just keep building off of the shit you learn. Just that to me, that's amazing. Uh, to me, like and, and like right now, at a point in my at my point in my life, all the fucking things I learned over the years, like <clears throat> just taking this weird random class for Photoshop or taking you know do uh, uh graduating from high school with electronics degree or whatever, uh, all these like s- things that didn't really make sense that I was learning at the time all kind of like just sort of meld together and now i use like all those skills that i've acquired over my life now and and it's crazy and i don't know why and it seems i i you know i'm not trying to turn anybody off but it seems a little divine i'll say i'll just say it but (laughs) you know it all just somewhere comes together and um it's weird it's weird when you pursue what you love with passion and fervor that just 
the the there, there's magic that just happens. It, it just happens, I, and there's no other way of saying it. Just just magic, shit, just magically happens. Whether it's while you're soloing, you know, and and you just hit this magical run that fucking you just blew the roof off the fucking house, or or if it's just getting a gig and, because you just it, I needed something to fill this time or whatever it is, I, it, it comes through. It, it just. I don't know. If you're pursuing your passion, it's like you're on a, a, a road to divinity. And I know that turns a lot of people off, but I don't, I don't know how else to say it other than without sounding like a woo-woo weirdo. But it's just, I don't know. It's, 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 a, weird, uh, it's a weird path, but I, I, it's definitely worth fighting for, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, it's great because it's so like gratifying to be able to... So you just do that for like for yourself and actually see something come of it. It's like every every opportunity that I get, everything that I'm actually able to accomplish or complete, even you know, I'm I'm surprising myself. You know, what I'm saying? hell yeah. I'm just, and I'm like, oh, I actually did that. And hell yeah! And those are great feelings. <laughs> that just, I mean, it, those are the things that make you want to go harder and push further. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Garrett, I really appreciate it, man. I appreciate you coming on the show and, and, and tell me what you've been up to. I'm excited to see what comes of, uh, you know, your, your upcoming releases, your, your, your company and, and your tours and shit. I, I'm just excited to follow you on, on Instagram and shit and see where you go and, and your music. Hey, and when that new song drops, man, let me know. Send it my way. I'll, I'll play it on the show. I Absolutely, yeah. I love talking with you, and so maybe when I get back, we will definitely reconnect. And sure, we yeah. can do like a little little debriefing. I'm down, man. <laughs> I'm down. Just let me know. Awesome, man. Well, great. Thanks again, dude. Not a problem, man. Thank you, Garrett. I appreciate the time you took out of your day to talk to little old me. Uh, go and find Garrett on Instagram at uh, Instagram.com slash I am Garrett Jones. And that's I am I-A-M-G-A-R-R-E-T-T-J-O-N-E-S. There you go. Uh, I don't know if he has a website. Uh, sorry, Garrett. I didn't ask. Um, but anyways, you can follow him and keep up to date with what he's doing. He's doing seminars all the time, as you heard. And uh, he has that great album out, Journey to the Sun, which I think you should still promote, Garrett. Uh, it's a great album. And uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, Rainmystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com. Go check out our two latest singles. Uh, what was it? Uh, Streetlights and um, Secret. Go check those out. And uh, I'll leave a link to Rainmystique.com in the show notes. You know, WeSpeakEnglishGood.com leave a message for us on uh on uh or, or i like it like this better reach out to us on on social media at uh instagram at we speak english good and uh facebook at english uh, oh my god i shouldn't have got high before i did this it's just taking way too long to do this fucking intro and outro i gotta stop smoking weed before i do this it's so stupid it's just like i, I turned into an idiot and, and i'm just rambling you see and right here this is a perfect example why i don't smoke weed before i do these things because because this is what happens i'll just blah 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 blah, blah. anyways 
If you made it this far, hey, you know what? Have a great day and and, and, and make it a great day. Kick, kick this day straight in the fucking balls. I, that's what I told my son yesterday before I dropped him off at school. I said, you know what? You, you have a great day. You go in there and you kick this day in the balls. And he thought that was great. It got him pumped up. He said, I'm going to go kick the day in the balls, daddy. And I was like, you're damn right you are, son. So go and kick today in its balls and let them know what's going on here. Okay. All right. Take care of your fellow human beings. HJs for everybody. Bye. Bye.